Keep it tuned. The Sports Governor of Minnesota will be right with you on Sports Done Right. Coming up next. As loud as I'm hollering, you call me quiet. Well, this is a report we heard. I'm hollering loud because I can back up every word. And I'll whoop any man in the world. And I want everybody out there on TV to know it. I am the greatest. Oh, yeah. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota Sports Talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you from the Lakeside Chateau. That's right here in the great state, the best state of Minnesota. By the way, home of the NFL best 
Minnesota Vikings. We'll get into that in just a minute, baby. Oh, did you watch? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful victory over that nemesis, that that Darth Vader that lives down in Atlanta, Jersey Vern and his filthy, measly giants. I mean, oh, horrible. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let them know. We don't play that up here. Yes, sir. But anyway, great game last night. The defense does it again. But like I said, man, plenty of time to get into that. But the flip side of Minnesota football is we got to talk about our college team. That's right. Oh, boy. As as Vern would say, the Groundhogs, man. (laughs) That's what we have to say about them as well. Uh, Let a game get away from them in Penn State. A game that experts kind of disagreed with me. I thought the Gophers had the talent to maybe win this game by double digits. They were an underdog, so Vegas obviously did not agree. And obviously, the folks in Vegas know what they're talking about as our Gophers go down early in our chat room here on Sports Done Right. And I want to thank you all so much. We got my main man from Atlanta, GA, former paratrooper, protecting your rights to do what you want to do. Big sluggo in the house. What's up, sir? We appreciate you coming by. And also, early in the chat room, we got to say what up to our main man, Mr. OG Dion. What's up, brother? Crowd appreciates you fine, brothers and folks coming in here. We'll have more through the chat room. If you do want to call and you're listening out there in Spreaker land, or if you're also listening to the xsquadaffiliates.com website, you can call in live to the show, 651-968-0124. Get that in the chat room here in a little bit as well. But man, um, another great weekend. In case you missed it last night, me and Jersey Vern did a very, very good and very, very entertaining Vikings Giants preview show last night. We were on the air for about 35, 40 minutes, somewhere up in there. And Jersey told you what he thought. The sports gov, Vince Wright, told you what he thought. Glad my team prevailed. I actually was pretty close on the score, but I thought the Giants would uh, uh, throw up a couple more points, but glad they did not. Um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s pseudo homecoming. His mother is from Wyndham, Minnesota. A former track star down there at LSU. Uh, glad that was foiled. And, man, we're going to get into Odell Beckham, too. Uh, look, man, I'm sure you guys out there have seen the articles written today about this dude. Time for him to grow up. Time, don't mistake uh, his, his uh, kind of bullshiggity ways as uh, passion, saying that he's just a crybaby. He needs to settle down. Um, I'll let you know what I think a little bit in a little bit as well. But first, I got a couple more people I want to welcome up in here to the House of Representatives, also known as the chat room. And by the way, folks, my main man, part two of the Minnesota Mafia. We got to get Jarvis back in here. I know Jarvis is working a lot. But R.C. Ronald Cameron up in here from Duluth, Minnesota, my main man, boxing historian to the sports done right nation. What's up, sir? And also, Tennessee's favorite, one and only, you know him, or or, excuse me, I got the state wrong, what am I thinking? I think uh, my main man here is from Kentucky, as well as the uh, 
the Colonel, Mike Coffee, my fraternity brother. Want to say what up to Big Tank Murdoch. Welcome back, Tank. Appreciate your support. Big Tank always coming through to hang out with the Sports Gov here on the Lakeside uh, Chateau here, up here in the great state of Minnesota. Uh, Sluggo out there says maybe too much, too fast for ODB. And Sluggo, you read my mind. Kind of where I was going with that. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, what else we got going on here, man? We're going to kind of be jumping all over the place because the Gov, first off, has a new gig. So my hours are changing. I'm going to be working a little later uh, into the evening, about 6.37. So I think probably probably that first week in November when I have that schedule, sports done right on Tuesday nights will probably still be on Tuesday nights. We may be pushing it back. Uh, probably about a half hour, maybe an hour tops. I'm trying not to step on, uh, other whole sh- uh, uh, toes here, but just wanted to get that out there. So stay tuned on that. Also the S and M S and M show sports and more show also is going to be go- undergoing some changes as well. Reggie has a uh, kind of a new schedule along with mine. So please, uh, make sure you, you keep an eye on, um, our Facebook group, Sports Done Right. Make sure you're following us there. You can also follow me, the Gov, Vince Wright, at the Big Smooth One on Twitter. And I keep saying every damn day, I got to get an Instagram going. I'm going to get that going here real soon. So stay tuned for that. And also, yes, I know the ever popular website I'm always talking about will be coming down the road here soon with the help of uh, the main man, KC Ingram, as well. So uh, we also got the Govs Heisman Watch. Going to let you know what has changed, what hasn't changed there. Also, the top 25, man, we got to talk about it. Some things are happening. Um, Ohio State looking real good. Clemson with a big, big win after almost giving it up to Louisville. And Washington... Well, they uh, sent Mr. McCaffrey's Heisman hopes, if he had any, um, as uh, (laughs) uh, Timberlake and the boys used to say, bye, bye, bye. Um, So we will talk a little college football later. Like I said, we're definitely going to get into the Gophers here. Um, Sluggo out there in the chat room is a Georgia State alum, and I want to know, now that the Braves are done in Turner Field, if maybe you can help us out with some info on uh, Turner Field becoming the new football home. To, by the way, the largest state school in Georgia, Georgia State, baby. So, uh, congrats to Sluggo on that. And, oh, is it time? Is it time for my Cubbies, baby? It's got to be. It's time. Now, you remember the last time the Cubs won the World Series. You were probably there, right? 1908. 100 Eight years ago, the longest stretch of utility in just about any major sport. And my squad is in the playoffs with the best record in baseball. As we've talked about before, now comes all the talk about the curse, the Billy Goats, uh, Black Cats in playoff series and whatnot, Bartman Balls. Everything's going to be coming the Cubs way now. So the Cubs, we're going to talk about not only the Cubs, but we're also going to talk a little bit about the uh, opening rounds here. You know, Toronto, the Giants, uh, Gary Joyner, your Mets made it. 
Um, over in the National League, we got the Red Sox and the Indians, Blue Jays, and those. Hey, man, watch out for them Texas Rangers, too, because we've, we've been kind of focused so much on the Cubs. Texas has been playing ball all year long under the radar, just the way I think they like it down there outside of Dallas. And, man, I'm going to tell you, that's a team you definitely want to keep an eye on as well. Um, other than that, we got some news and notes coming up. We also have um, a very interesting article here by Jared Bell from USA Today. You know, he kind of has fun doing like weekly rankings and whatnot. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe go through his article. He has Defensive Player of the Week, uh, Special Teamer of the Week, you know, things like that. So we're going to have a little fun here for a couple hours. Sounds like Cooking with the Microwave is going to be following uh, the show here. So, man. Let's do this. And oh, by the way, where are my manners? This show, we're back on SME, people. That's right. Doug Stewart's network. We've been in sabbatical. Um, we're we back. We back. And the crowd goes wild on that news. That's right, baby. And make sure you're following Doug Stewart here locally. His show's on from 9 to 11, DougStewartShow.com. Man, Doug's doing big things. You can also search the Doug Stewart Show here on Spreaker and make sure you follow his show as well. And by the way, you got to follow Sports Done Right. That's right. Both of my shows that I deal with, Sports Done Right and the Sports and More Show, make sure you follow on Spreaker.com. Make sure you hit that heart button too when you're listening live. We used to call it the two drink minimum. Like and share the show. So tweet it out there. Put it on your Facebook page, man. Good sports talk. We get in some other stuff as well. We got a vice presidential debate tonight, which I am not going to be able to kind of comment on live here as I'm going to be doing my show. But I think it'd be real interesting just to see what the vice presidential candidates have, basically because they're politicians. So, I, you know, you're not going to get this Donald Trump stuff, hopefully, um, from Pence and uh, Tim Kaine, the main man out of Virginia, looking to be Hillary's uh, right-hand man there as well. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, sports done right we are back make sure you are also following all the rest of the shows on xsquadaffiliates.com cooking with the microwave hosted by john fisher um yay i'm kicking it with kesey that's right kesey ingram has his shows on there the sports and more show that i host with reggie lawrence aka dj dollars and cents um jersey Vern and the umpteen shows that he has on there uh bottom to the top show he has the recap show he has a show with man de leon and man de leon is also doing big things spinning the tunes for us on x squad affiliates dot com as well and also who am i for did i forget somebody i think i did we got spicy conversations oh togo that's right the lonely hearts club out there as well so man all kinds of stuff going down here tonight on sports done right with me vince Wright, sports governor baby good to be back on sme back where i belong man i love it so let's do this, man. We're going to just take ourselves a quick little break, get some uh, drops in there for the shows. We are going to come back. We're going to get into uh, some Vikings news. Like I said, we're going to start with the NFL, and then we'll work our way into college. And then later on tonight, like I said, we got Cooking with the Microwave, hosted by Big John Fisher, whose Eagles are also 4-0. Who we play in a few weeks. Now, wouldn't that be something? Bradford and Wentz, the trade. 
Um, all that stuff, if, if we actually were able to meet Fish undefeated. And also, the chat room. I'll get into the chat room as well. Um, like I said, that's what makes the show go. Uh, make sure you get in there, folks. And actually, let me read some chat down here. I mean, we're just free-flowing tonight. I ain't really got a script. ain't got no notes. So, um, let's see. Who do we got here? We welcomed RC Tank Murdoch. Oh, Auntie Claire's hanging out with my mother, Reese Bell. What's up, Auntie Claire? Auntie Claire out of Louisiana. That's right. You need some gumbo. You need some crawdads boiled up right. As we used to say over in Cajun country, you go to Aunt Claire's house. Woo-wee, boy, more than my belly wide. That's how we eat down in Louisiana, y'all. Anyway, love you, Aunt Claire. Glad you're listening, Mom. Glad you are listening. And mom is doing good after two margaritas. One thing mom and Claire like to do, <laughs> it's uh, consume an alcoholic beverage or two or three or six. Anyway, Sluggles in here. The Braves are expediting their move to Cobb County, Georgia. Uh, Georgia State is in there getting a real assessment of what's needed to start playing football in a semi-retrofitted Turner Field as early as next year. The Braves' lease is officially up December 31st of this year. That's when the sale will be official. Yes, sir. That's cool, man. That is very cool for your school. And I can't wait. I hope they're able to get in there and uh, get it going right away. Because I really think, man, Georgia State has an opportunity. Now, look, it's going to be a UGA state. We know this logo. We gotta, it is what it is, man. And, you know, you got Tech in town, and obviously the Ramblin' Wreck has their little niche crowd uh, drawn out down there in the ATL. But, man, Georgia State can come in here, start recruiting a couple athletes very slowly. They got the new stadium. I mean, shoot, man, they can retrofit Turner Field and, and blow Bobby Dodd out the water. I mean, Bobby Dodd's just kind of a real kind of basic place. So they got some stuff to work with over there at Georgia State, man. So, so props to them. And let me ask people this, because a large uh, contingent of the House representatives does reside in the Atlanta metro area. How is it that a school like Georgia Tech can be in Atlanta, but when I go out to shop for some Georgia Tech gear, I mean, obviously, besides on campus, I can't find Diddly Squat. I cannot find Diddly Squat. But... That just proves my point, man. It's a Georgia, UGA state. It's always going to be. But Georgia State can do some big things, man. So, all right. We will be right back. Again, you're listening to Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com. Also on XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure you check out our website, man. Big things happening over there as well. So, um, the Gov will be right back after this break. No tricks in 86, it's time to build! 
Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh? Hey, what's up, T-Nation? This is your boy, Reggie Long, a.k.a. Dollars and Cents. One half of the Sports and More Show. And I'm the other half, Vince Wright, all the way from Minnesota, the sports governor. And we have our show debuting on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network on Friday at noon Eastern time. The Sports and More Show with Reggie and Vince. Make sure you tune in every Friday. And we are so happy we finally get to talk to you. Hey, what's going on, Stu Nation? This is Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota. want to thank you for listening to Sports Done Right every Wednesday here on SME. Make sure you keep it tuned here for me and all the other X-Squad affiliate shows on SME. Peace. Folks are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome on back to Sports Done Right. I am the Gov of Sports Talk in the great state of Minnesota. Proud to be your sports governor, duly elected, running unopposed. And I'm just happy to be here with you, the great people of this state, this region, all over the country, to my peeps down in the ATL, my home away from home. Oh, man, I can't wait to get back down there. Cannot wait. But, folks... We got to talk Minnesota Vikings football. It's time. They did it. They looked good, by the way, didn't they? I thought they did. And the defense goes without saying. Trying to pull up these stats here, so bear with me here on Sports Done Right. Uh, One of the other things, too, that I wanted to talk about, especially with this, um, uh, this squad, besides the defense, is the offensive line finally played decent last night. So props to them for that. Also, I wanted to say uh, Manning. You know, we didn't sack him, if I remember correctly. I do want to say, however, that we had some pressure on him at some critical times. And I thought, you know, hey, this could uh, really work out. And it did to the tune of 24 to 10. Oh, and I see the big guy has uh, joined us as well. Let me make sure his music's up here. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way in our chat room from the New York metro area, the Jersey side of the river, by the way. The one and only Jersey Vern will cue the music. Sinatra. What happened, Jersey? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Jersey, don't bore us. Tell me about it. Start spreading the news. That's right, Jersey, spread the news. I'm leaving today. And I ain't coming back. That's right, folks. Jersey Vern in the house. All right, so let's talk a little stats here, and then we'll get into kind of some of the backstories. We'll talk a little bit about Odell Beckham Jr., what's going through his mind with some of his antics. Um, we had your boy Eli Manning, 25 of 45, he had the house hoisted up almost 50 times, 261 yards, quarterback rating. 63.3 had one interception no touchdowns victor cruz went for 50 yards last night perkins went for 72 but the big news on the vikings defense is they hold odell beckham jr to 23 yards receiving on only um three receptions uh he had nine looks but man i'm telling you that vikings defense that secondary in particular is looking real good and you had uh Rhodes back there you had hitman harry harrison back there man i'm just so proud of this of this vikings defense man it has been a long time since we've seen uh a team defense that's dominating like this and oh yeah yeah go ahead and make some noise absolutely i mean you know, you, you go through and, you know, the defense is what it's all about. It wins championships, as they say. But, man, this team, this defense is dominating. They all get along. They all like each other. They're young. You know, we got some old horses out of the way here. And now it's all starting to come together for Coach Mike Zimmer. And, I, by the way, man, I ain't seen a coach um, – get the love that Mike Zimmer has gotten from a team in a very, very, very long time. Um, it has been very, very interesting because I was wondering, you know, he's a, he's more of a disciplinarian. He's more of a hard ass. How with this Vikings team coming off of uh, playing for player type coaches, um, their, their last two, Leslie Frazier and uh, Brad, uh, whatever his name was, having a brain fart right now. But man, not only have the Vikings players uh, bought in i mean it is it's just out of hand man I'm, I'm really digging what i'm seeing here so i know jersey very upset you saw the video on his page uh <laughs> earlier today i loved it by the way jersey but jersey like he said last night he don't hide he was right up there this morning doing his thing and you know props to him for you know um coming out <laughs> and um you know answering the bell taking the hits and doing what he had to do so um jersey props to you my friend i appreciate it and we had a lot of fun last night um so into some of the backstory here sam bradford again uh doing just enough to to win <laughs> it seems on the offensive side uh, the the running game showed up. Asiata showed up. You had McKinnon looking nice. Man, you know, what can you say? What can you say? I, I really like what I'm seeing here. So with that being said, man, now Bradford in the three starts with the Vikings. Um, he's beaten former two-time Super Bowl champ Manning, a former MVP of the league in Cam Newton, 
and <laughs> arguably the best quarterback um, outside of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh, he's completed almost 70% of his throws. For seven, let's see, he's had 719 yards, four touchdowns, and a 105.5 passer rating. And he has yet to turn the ball over. So um, big props to Sam Bradford. You know, he came in here facing a lot of heat. But, hey, man, Vikings fans, up and out your seat for Sam. Doing big things. And again, folks, if you want to call in, I'll get the number in the chat room. It's 651-968-0124. Man, you know, we may hear from Jersey, uh, see what he has to say on the loss last night. But Sam Bradford, Minnesota Vikings, doing big, big things. Um, Bradford last night, 26 to 36 for 262 yards and a touch. Um, seemed to be kind of hitting strides when the team needed him the most. So he had that 40 yard, uh, toss over to Charles Johnson. Um, and that really got the momentum back. You know, it's coming off that Giants touchdown. So it was good for our, our Vikings, the purple people eaters get that ball back and to make a big play. Almost just, you know, it was another punch in the mouth, you know. Uh, the Giants come down, score, but bam, we're right back in the mix. Uh, Sam Bradford, quote, that was a pretty big response for us. Obviously, our defense has played fantastic all year, and I think it was time for us to respond and give them a little break and allow that catch or allow them to catch their breath, said Bradford. So to score and go up two possessions, that was the biggest turning point of the game and couldn't agree with them more. Once it was that, it was pretty much game over because that defense comes in, Plays well. And, oh, welcome back, Cordero Patterson, man. I'm digging it. Hey, welcome back, homie. Appreciate it. Yeah, old Cordero Patterson comes back and makes um, makes himself known. So it was good to see him. Um, he all, Now, check it out. He only played on 13 plays in the first three games. Um, but he came in last night, made an impact, uh, had some good catches, got his teammates going, looked like his teammates were real happy to see him kind of rejuvenated back in the mix. Um, you know, so the, the former, uh, first round pick there, uh, back in the mix. And I hope that this is the start of Cordero Patterson turning the corner. The man is so talented. We've seen him on punt returns and kickoffs and everything else, man. I, I hope he comes back and comes back strong. So again, um, hats off to the Vikings, twenty-four to ten over New York. Got Houston coming in here next week. Should be fun, man. Should be fun. Let me check in with this chat room here real quick. Again, this is Vince Wright, Sports Done Right on the SME Radio Network, hanging out uh, in the chat room. We got to. Oh, I got to welcome my lovely wife, Angie Wright, the first lady of Minnesota sports is listening and checking in with us. Uh, what up, my love? All right. And she says hello to Sluggo, Grego, everybody. Sorry, Chief Rocker, but I'm standing tall today, says Angie Wright. Chief answering back, how tall? Four foot eight. Hey, you got to give it to the chief, man. Win, lose, or draw, he'll be in here. Sluggo says, as you should, First Lady. Y'all put it to Chief's team, and he isn't happy. Jersey is not happy. 
Angie Wright says, Chief got some jokes today. Best part of your Facebook video today was when you said the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. Laugh out loud, I almost drove off the road. Um, Ma Bell, my mom says, go Ange, backing her daughter-in-law. RC from Duluth, Minnesota says, I'm not going to besmirch or disrespect the Chief, but I told y'all Giants fans what would happen. I still believe the Giants will be a playoff team, and that is RC, very, very good analysis. And I agree. I think the Giants probably will be a playoff team as well. But like we talked about last night, I asked Jersey, you know, is the clock starting to wind down on Eli Manning? And and, and again, we talk about Eli kind of like he's this ham and egger quarterback. The guy's got two Super Bowl rings. But there's just something in the leadership or in the makeup of the guy. He just, I I, I don't know. I, I just, I've never really felt it from Eli Manning. Um, you know, you got to give respect to the kid. He's got two rings, like I said. But man, I just, like I said, I do not know. So Vikings, like I said, next week. Got Houston coming in here. Um, I think we we definitely can take them down. Uh, I am not really too impressed, I mean, you know, with them. And now J.J. Watt's gone. And again, you're listening to Vince right on Sports Done Right, Sports Governor. Uh, What else do we got here regarding our Vikings? Oh, running game. Like I said, um, you know, Jared McKinnon um, almost went for 100 last night. Um, the goal line stud, Matt Asiata, came in, did his thing as well. So, again, props to that offensive line. Still kind of dinged up a little bit from what my sources are telling me out at Winter Park. But, hey, man, very, very good game. Well, I won't say very, very good games. There's always room for improvement with the offensive line. But compared to where they were coming from, people, if you're a Vikings fan, to the people out there listening in our state, Hopefully, maybe they start turning the corner as well. And man, if that offensive line can start gelling and and we keep Bradford upright, yeah, maybe we do got something going now. I ain't going to start talking stupid, goofy nonsense about Super Bowls and the NFC championships. A lot of football to be played. As we said, a quarterback has uh, who, you know, he's had two ACL tears himself. So, you know, it's just kind of steady as we go, man. Like we're on this ship, steady as we go. And let's just see what happens. You know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's he's rehabbing, doing his thing. And by the way, Bridgewater's been out at practice supporting the team, supporting Bradford, um, doing everything he has to do because we know if this – once again, the nature of this business, man, if, if the Vikings continue and, you know, who knows, gets to the playoffs, wins the NFC Championship, got, oh, man, win a Super Bowl, then what happens next year if Teddy's ready to come on back? <laughs> but, folks, we're way, way, way ahead of ourselves there, so uh, not going to go that route just yet. Plenty of time for that. Grego says, I wouldn't talk Super Bowl either with Blair Walsh. Funny, Grego, you lead me right into my next topic, my man. Blair Walsh, the kicker. Kickers are kickers. You can win with them. You die with them. And ours is just not steady, man. I like, you know, he seems like a nice guy and all, but nice guys, man. 
don't matter. We we need somebody to put the ball through the uprights consistently, and especially as uh, the season goes, and I think we're going to be in some closer games. Playoffs goal, you know, obviously field goal is critical. So Blair Walsh, you got to step your game up, or the Vikings got to find somebody who will, man. Absolutely. Uh, laugh out loud. Facts, first lady, all facts. Looks like I'm still going back and forth with Jersey Vern on Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com and the SME Network. Uh, what else do we got here? There was some other kind of news and notes I wanted to talk about a couple other games. See, that's the thing now on a Tuesday night. You know, the Gov isn't really going to be doing recaps. I mean, you know, we've had a full day of highlights, actually two days, basically, if those early Sunday games are over. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, man, oh, Detroit keeps finding ways to lose these Lions. You know, I'm going to focus on the uh, NFC North teams here because it really is Green Bay and Minnesota, everybody else. You saw the Bears. They eked one out over the lowly uh, Detroit Motor City Kitties. And I, I just don't know, man. Detroit might have to start looking at blowing the thing up. You know, Stafford, while he has had definite moments of brilliance, is he going to be the guy that gets it done for you? I don't know. There's just certain franchises in every sports league that suck. In football, Cleveland, Detroit, while they've had sprinklets of success here and there, ain't really you know all that far off from Cleveland, man. And uh, the fans deserve a little bit better up there. So we'll see. And I'm going to kind of report on them next on my next show. I want to do a little more research. I want to talk to some people I know in Detroit and see what's really going on. And actually got a couple people I'm trying to hook up and do some interviews with. I'll keep you tuned in on that because Detroit football has really got to decide something here. They got to decide what they want to do, man. You want to be kind of these lowly losers rise up once every five years or you want to start building some true infrastructure with your front office with your scouts and really start turning the thing around up there in detroit detroit is a very very good sports city very underrated sports city in my humble opinion but man i cannot tell you how disappointing it must be to be a detroit lion fan Speaking of which, I want to welcome into the chat room the very lovely lady from Selma, Alabama. I had the pleasure of making her acquaintance down south in the city too busy to hate, as they like to say, Atlanta, Georgia. I want to welcome Denise to the chat room. Denise, a.k.a. Milk and Cookies, as she likes to be called. Welcome, young lady. Whoops. What's going to say? Get up off your feet. <laughs> And I was our main man, John Fisher, back in the chat room here as well. Appreciate the love here on Sports Done Right. Okay, so we had the Vikings game last night. Great, great game there. Detroit, you know, the Bears, non-contenders in the NFC North, as I said before. One of the other teams that is going to matter is still going to be Green Bay, but I think that we got their number this year. And if everything stays kind of steady, I think we're going to do all right and defend our NFC North Championship against them feisty Green Bay Packers. So, um, oh, let's see here. The Green Bay Packers. And, oh, one other team. Oh, that's what I got to do. Baller Award, Julio Jones. 300 yards. 
letting you know he ain't done. Making you forget all about Roddy White for now. But, yep, he is back. And it was very, very good to see him do his thing as well. Um, so props to the Dirty Birds. <laughs> Matty Ice, baby. Matty Ice. He can look so good and yet so bad. Oh, hold on. We got a caller on the line. Caller, are you there? And welcome. I'm here. I'm here. What up, Gov? It's Mike hey. Wade. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? The host of the show coming up next, Cooking with the Microwave, John Fisher was on the line. What's up, big old John? Nothing much, man. <clears throat> I got to get this out of the way early because I got to start doing show prep and all that good stuff. Of but, course, um, brother. Um, look, dude, <laughs> the Vikings look good, man. Yes. The yes, Vikings look really good. And I mean, overreaction Tuesday, I'm going to give it to you. Normally it's overreaction Monday, but overreaction Tuesday, Vikings make the NFC Championship game. What say you? I, right now, I, I, how the hell can I argue against you, bro? I mean, honestly, I mean, this defense is phenomenal. You know, the offense doing just enough right now, and I'm hoping they can actually get a, start getting a little bit better here as the season kind of goes along. So let's say that happens. I mean, as of right now, you know, uh, we got the Eagles, obviously your team coming up here in a couple weeks, I think. Um, you know, there's games out there, obviously, that, you know, are going to be roadblocks and stuff. But I totally agree with you, Fish. As of right now, it's the Vikings representing the NFC. I mean, well, you really got to look at it. The NFC, to me, has totally, like, I guess in a word, shape-shifted, um, Gov. Um, we all thought that Carolina was going to be back. Right. We thought that they yeah. were going to suffer the Super Bowl hangover. As of right now, you know, I wouldn't push the panic button, but we're damn near close to it as far as Carolina goes. Um, Arizona, they don't look very good. You know, L.A., they look way better than we thought they would. Philly looks way better than anybody thought they would. So, like, the NFC, to me, is kind of, like, shape-shifted shape a little right. bit to where you, you really don't know who's going to win this division. No, man, you're absolutely right. Exactly. And like you said, you know, you, now you got L.A. up in here um, surprising everybody and doing all kinds of things. You know, I mean, who would, who would expect the Rams to be 3-1 and one of all teams? I mean, come on. You know, all the stuff they were going through, the hard knocks, the quarterback issues, you know, the golf mistake at this point. Or the Raiders, exactly. Um, Yeah, talk a little bit about that AFC for a quick minute, man. You know, we got the Raiders. You know, you you still got that Denver defense out there, man. Who you liking on the AFC side, boss? Um, Look, man, it's hard to tell. You know, look, obviously we can't doubt New England. Right. Tom Brady's going to come back with a chip on his shoulder. Um, you're going to kind of feel, you're going to feel, even though he doesn't have the same weaponry, but you're going to feel like he's going to come out there with the same chip on his shoulder as they did after Spygate. Hey, and um, Fish, real quick on the uh-huh. Patriots. I mean, do you agree with me? If somebody, when the suspension went down, and, you know, it became official, and, you know, if I would say to Greg, ultimate Patriots fan, that you can be 3-1, and one, Coming out of this suspension, I think every Patriot fan in the world would take that. You take that. You, you you would take that, and I would say every Patriot fan in the world would take that, and everybody else who's not a Patriot fan would probably laugh at that. 
Right. You know what I mean, Gov? Yeah. Like it's just like, oh well, who 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 the hell is Jimmy Garoppolo? He comes out and does his thing, and then you say, well, who the hell is Jacoby Brissett? You know, and 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 he comes out even though he lost last game, but you know, he won his first game, and you you, <laughs> you tell anybody, look, look, you're gonna lose Brady for four games, but you're gonna be three and one, um, and and, and you come back against Cleveland. Now, granted, um, I'm gonna pick New England to win this game, but over the past five years. Uh, I think they played a few times, and Cleveland actually has New England's number. But we're not going to fall into that trap, are we, Gus? No, we are not, sir. Absolutely not, man. New England, I think Tom Brady's coming back with attitude. I think he's ready to, you know, run wild on this league. And, you know, yeah, the Patriots. You also got the Steelers in Baltimore at 3-1 and one over in the AOC North. Um, the Houston yeah, what team. what about Denver? Denver's, yeah, Denver's undefeated. Kind of a little bit off the radar this year, you know. I mean, obviously with uh, Manning's retirement and, you know, the the arguably one of the greatest. Well, he is one of the greatest, regardless how I feel about him personally. Um, quarterback's retiring, man. But, yeah, Denver, it's like they haven't missed the beat, man. Well, to me, the thing about Denver is um, I think, like, their defense is phenomenal. And as long as they can keep their quarterbacks from making mistakes, I think the offense will be just fine enough. But it's just kind of hard. You know, I mean, they're the Super Bowl champions. Um, but it's just, you know, Simeon has a sprain. He had what? He got a sprain. He got the same injury as, uh, as your boy Garoppolo. Right. Same injury, um, non-throwing shoulder. So we don't know if he's going to play. Do you? Do we really think that Paxton Lynch, like, this is, a, this is a test for Atlanta to me. I was going to say, yeah. Whether they play whoever, you know, it's, it's a test to the – oh, they got the number one offense in the game. And and, and even though statistically-wise, Denver isn't number one on the defensive end, um, they're still top three. So, with that being said, it's going to be a real test to Atlanta to, to see where they are, to say, hey, we can go and uh, – we can go into Denver and we can and we can win a game. Right. Doesn't matter and who's that quarterback, whether it's Simeon, whether you know, whether it's a hurt I, Simeon. I was just gonna say Gary Kubiak did say today that if healthy, it will be uh, Simeon with the start. If he can, yeah, play. but but, but like, I get the feeling he's playing a little Bill Belichick issue. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want you guys to know that this dude is probably not going to play, so I'm going to make you kind of prepare for him. Right, right, exactly, and not, and not prepare to just take flight on a rookie because you know, I mean, it, let, let, let's be real. Passing the list looked really good um, in, 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 in his time in the game. But if you give a team a whole week to prepare for Paxton Lynch, they're just going they're just going to dial up all type of exotic glitches and figure like, okay, well, he's only going he's only going to be able to pick up a few of these. But the ones that he don't pick right. up, we're going to kill him. Right, folks. And we got uh, Cooking with the Microwave host, Big John Fisher out of Atlanta, Georgia. Eagles fan extraordinaire here on the SME Network on Sports Done Right. Now, Fish, um, looking at this schedule coming up for Denver, too, um, they got Atlanta. They're on the road next, um, the following that, at San Diego. Then they got Houston coming in here, Brock Osweiler making his return. So a real interesting stretch for them Broncos. It is. And... By every by every you know account, you want to say, "Hey, look, Denver should be favoring all those games." But number one, now now all of a sudden we have quarterback issues because Trevor Sidney is not healthy. So even if he does get cleared to play, we don't know what percentage of a hundred is he. You know, he could be eighty five percent. You know, and he's doing well as of right now. But you know, that fifteen percent of him not being healthy could make a difference. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. If it's non throwing shoulder, but you know, mobility and you got to be able to set yourself before you can make the throw. So it's going to be real interesting to see what they can do against a team who who who's hungry, looking to prove themselves in Atlanta. Now, like I said, we've already seen this from Atlanta, Gov. Last year they started out what six and one, and everything was flying high, and then everything just derailed. Someone put a penny on the tracks, and 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 the train ran over the penny and derailed. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what Atlanta is going to be willing to prove. This is going to be like one of those moxie games. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, Denver's going to come out there looking to do what they do and looking to show that, you know, regardless of who they got behind center, they can still compete with the best of them. And Atlanta is going to be out there looking to prove that, hey, look, our offense is this elite uh, and we can compete with the best of them, even the Super Bowl champs. Very well said. Now, speaking of a team that's young and eager, man, Oakland Raiders. Um, I don't know if you caught this Baltimore game here. I, I caught it last week. One of the best football games I've seen in the past few years. Oakland comes back, squeaks it out 28-27 to over the Ravens. And Khalil Mack says, Mr. Carr's the chosen one all of a sudden, Fish. Well, the thing about Oakland to me um... – I did pick. I, 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 you know, I caught myself going out on a limb. I picked Oakland to win this division, but I didn't really see it early, early in the season. You know, with, especially with the loss to Atlanta. But if you look at it, Oakland is competitive in every game that they play, and it, it looks like as of right now they're learning ways to uh, win close games. Right. That was their problem, especially that's a problem with young teams. A lot of times, young teams is, can yeah. have talent. You know, but they just don't know how to close games and don't know how to win games. Um, but it looks like Oakland is starting to figure it out. They got veterans on that team. You know, um, yeah. Crabtree is, is balling out for them. You got Amari Cooper um, know, out Cooper's there. Do it. Yep, exactly. Um, and it, it just it just looks like Oakland maybe is looking not to be the laughing stock of the league anymore. Even if they don't win a division, I think that they're going to be competitive and they can have a say in who does win a division as far as like let's say let's say it's Oakland has no shot and they're playing against San Diego who has to you know or playing against Denver late in the season who has to win the game to win a division now I think they can play spoiler at the very least if they don't make the playoffs man Oakland's looking really good right now hey now let's flip it back to the NFC East we're going to talk about your uh, team soaring flying high the Philadelphia Eagles hey man Carson Wentz, you know, I've talked about this kid forever being from uh, North Dakota State and just obviously living next door. I've had an inside beat on him over the national scene. So this, while I'm not going to say it's not totally surprising what he's been able to do, because, you know, when we speak of dual threat quarterbacks, we're usually talking about the black quarterback, the guy that can run, he can throw, you know, the Vicks and all this stuff. I'm telling you, Carson can do the same thing, man. I've watched him for two years up here in North Dakota State. I've seen him scramble and get out of some holes for Philadelphia, man. And, you know, that's the team that worries me right now, man, because Philadelphia, they are playing just like the Vikings, having a lot of fun, enjoying it, kind of getting swept up in it right now. And I'm really impressed, Fisher, by the way that Wentz and his receivers seem to have gotten together. And, you know, I know they trained in the offseason and whatnot, man, but his receivers, I've seen some interviews here, um, you know, with Jordan Matthews and stuff. They love their quarterback. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, the irony of everything is, Gov, how do both of these teams end up feeling like they won from the trade? The Eagles, exactly. the, the, the draft is going to be in Philly next year. Now we get a first-round draft pick back that we lost in Carson Wentz. We didn't know what he was going to be. We ended up trading away our starting quarterback. And instead of saying, okay, we're going to go with the veteran, we say we're going to thrust this young dude nobody knows anything about other really than us. And, and, and we're going to put him in the starting lineup. And um, to the masses, it was, okay, well, this is going to be a growing experience. The veterans in the locker room are probably going to be upset because you're saying you're giving up on the season. And, you know, but he, this dude has came out and balled. Right. He has came out and balled. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to knock on wood because, like I said, you know, Guff, he's a rookie. He's going to have his rookie mistakes. Yes, he is. But the, yep. the, the thing about it is he is pretty good at the line of scrimmage, reading the defense, and the coaching staff is making a good – they're doing a good job on um, helping him make the defense show themselves before he makes a decision. Very and I think well that can said, go a yeah. long way. Plus, the defense is doing is doing way better than we did, the, you know, the past two or three years. So, right. I think you know we, we might we may be able to make some noise, but I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared of you guys as well in Minnesota, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, fish. While I got you on the line here, I just got a couple questions. I'll let you go as I know we got uh, your show coming up, and you got to get your prep. Now, uh, linebacker Nigel Bradham was arrested on suspicion of carrying a concealed firearm through an airport down in Miami, Florida. Um, the second arrest in a few weeks. I was just going to say in under three months. Will that have any bearing? Now, obviously, he may have some issues. He may be suspended, things like that. Let's just say he doesn't play. Is that something that's going to really hold back that defense that you were just talking about, boss? Well, Bradham isn't somebody who we necessarily look to to anchor the defense. Right. Um, he's a good player. Um, he's definitely important to what we do to our operations, but at the same time, I don't feel like missing him for you know a few weeks or whatever you know whatever the case may be. I don't think that is going is going to hurt us, but so much now. Yes, we lose that depth. That's one of the things that we lack at um, Gov is depth. Right. You know, we're pretty good at our at our key positions, but we don't have that many defensive linemen that can come on there and pass rush. We got we were good with our starters. But the reserves, you know, we don't have that many. So um, this could end up affecting us. But Bradham wasn't someone like, you know, he, you know, he, he's not a, a Jordan Hicks, you know, who's who's right. looked to 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 kind of anchor the defense. So um, you know, I, hopefully everything goes well. Um, this isn't like this. This is, I, I don't understand. How do you go to an airport with a loaded gun? Um, but at the same time, you know, Fish, maybe this is it, something it, that because he has money, he, he's able to skate. You know, it amazes me all the time, man. I mean, look, even if you got concealed carry, you know, and you're doing it legit, you know, you got the permit, you got this, you got that. You know, it's just going to be bad news, man. I, I I don't understand it either. I don't know why you got to travel with a piece. Um, well, Gov, I can understand traveling I mean, with the piece, I, but what I'm saying is this: at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, this isn't your first time traveling, and you're not a rookie. That's where I was going to go you know, with it so, too, because he had just gotten busted here, like you said, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, so at some point in time, you got to take some type of responsibility to say, "All right, I know." Like you said, I mean, look, I mean, these dudes, 
some of them don't make the most money in the world, but you make enough money to buy a gun in every city that you land in. Right. And I understand with, you know, not really necessarily with, with the police, but with the fact that these guys are, are millionaires and the, the, the people who do know them, they could be targets when, they, when they're out in the street and popping bottles and all that stuff. But, I mean, I mean, good God almighty, you, you, you have to be smarter than to know that you can't get on a plane with a lot of gun. Right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if it means that much to you, you're going to have to fly private, <laughs> you know, or do something. Or like you said, just have, have a, you know, have one in every city. I mean, I don't know what the brother's getting into, but, you know, if you got to have it, there's other ways to do it than trying to bring it through a TSA checkpoint. Now, Fish, exactly. let me ask you. You, go, you, make, you, you, make, you, make, you make like 30 times more than what the cost of that weapon is per game. So what's the point? Exactly. But proceed, proceed, proceed. With your yeah, question, exactly. Please, and like I said, you know, I, I hope everybody's safe out there. But I, I, one thing I wanted to get into because you're such a good football mind. Now, Fish, I've been a huge proponent of Jameis Winston here over the past year or so. I really liked the way his game came along last year. You know, all the nonsense coming out of Florida State, you know, the crab legs and just all the other stuff. He does win the national championship. He has a nice year last year, throws for over 4,000 yards. But the team has kind of regressed here. They're sitting at one and three. Now, Jameis, you know, while he has still had those moments that he, you know, he's Jameis Winston. But is there been a little bit of regression here this season um, what are your thoughts on Jameis Winston? I don't believe so. Um, and, I mean, don't make me a Jameis apologist, but if you look at it, last week they played Denver, all right? Oh, Their yeah, defense yeah. we just saw propel them to a championship. Um, the week before they played the Rams, Rams they're 3-1. Yeah, 405 yards. And their defense is elite. And the week before... Who they, they, they played they played Arizona. Um mm-hmm. now granted, yes, Arizona does not look good, but you know, that was the one game that Arizona actually looked like Arizona so far this season. Yeah, I was just gonna so, say they won forty to seven. You know, but 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 if you look at the team, you know, got me, you know, I I I don't know if you're like this, but I know you're a very positive person. So um I'm more of a half full type of guy than a half empty. I look at who Okay, I look at who they lost against, and I also look at who they beat. They beat the Atlanta Falcons, who just so happen to be three and one right now. Right. They beat the Atlanta Falcons, who so happen to have the number one offense in the league. You know, who just had a quarterback who threw for five hundred yards. Just had a receiver who only on twelve receptions had three hundred yards. You know, I mean, so I, I mean, to me, as of right now, I think their schedule early has been brutal. Um, I don't think they. I don't think it's more of a Jameis Winston thing. I think it's more of a. He's only a second-year quarterback, and they've been playing. They, they, their schedule has been pretty brutal, you know. And, and, and I mean, if you look at the way Atlanta looks right now, it's easy to say that okay, well, Tampa Bay could be on four right now. You know what I mean? Yep. No, but, you're, yeah. You know yeah. they have the one win. I'm not expecting them to, to lay down at Carolina because Carolina's defense has been, especially their secondary, has been getting shredded this year. So, I mean, who, who knows? You know, if, if Tampa Bay can pull off a win this, this weekend, you know, we're having the same conversation about Carolina next week. 
Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Well, Fish, I'll let you go, man. As I know, like you said, you got things you got to get going here, folks. Make sure you're tuning in for Cooking with the Microwave. John Fisher, again, man, thank you so much for your keen observations, brother. And in in my opinion, just let Jersey have it anytime because, as we know, the Giants suck. Oh, oh, you know, I'm gonna break out. I'm gonna break out a song that Jersey didn't like to hear during the NBA uh, during the NBA playoffs. But he ended up with the last laugh. But now, right now, I got the last laugh. And um, yeah, we 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 we're gonna give you know X gonna give it to you. So we're gonna give it to Jersey. Um, Gov, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Keep doing your thing. I got my ears on while I'm doing my show prep, baby. All right, peace. All right, man, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, John Fisher. Bringing it, as always. And I appreciate you dropping on by. That's right, Sports Done right here on Spreaker.com. You can hear us on the SME Network, um, doing big things with Doug Stewart and the rest of the X-Squad affiliates. So let's do this. Um, Oh, what I wanted to get into very quickly here, just kind of go through the standings in the NFL before we jump into college football when we come back from the next break. So as we were talking about Tom Brady coming back, his New England Patriots 3-1 and one, sitting on top of Buffalo, who's 2-2. Two and two. Jets and Dolphins both 1-3. That's right, VJ Wright, your Dolphins, steady in the cellar, man. What's it going to take for them to get out? AFC North, you got Steelers and Ravens 3-1. and one. Cincinnati 2-2. Two and two. And the Browns are still winless, baby. 0-4 for them. AFC South, Houston Texans. Hanging in there without their main man, J.J. Watt, 3-1. and one. Everybody else is 1-3 and three in that division. Um, Andrew Luck, where are you? Uh, Milk Cartons, we're going to talk about him a little bit more next week. Where's he been? <laughs> Missing in action, absolutely. And, of course, out there in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos and Raiders doing big things. Broncos 4-0, Raiders 3-1. Kansas City hanging close, two and two still. And my boys, the Chargers, man, been, you know, I've been uh, in contact here. I follow the San Diego Sports Junkies. Make sure you check them out on Spreaker. You know, even if you're not a San Diego fan, they do a real good podcast. They got good guests. They do a real good pregame show, by the way, um, every Sunday or whenever the Chargers are playing. Um, again, the San Diego Sports Junkies and Justin and his crew out there who have been listening to my show, maybe some of your shows too, people. So uh, big props to them. But anyway, San Diego one and three and may not be in San Diego much longer. As we head over to the NFC, we already talked to Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles 3-0, and Cowboys 3-1. and Skins are 2-2, two and two, and the Giants fall to 2-2 two and two last night. We know our Vikings are undefeated. Green Bay 2-1, and one. Bears, Lions 1-3. and three. NFC South, the Falcons on top 3-1. and one. Everybody else 1-3. And, and in the NFC West, lo and behold, on top with Seattle, it's the Los Angeles Rams, baby. Back in town after a small little hiatus to the Midwest, a little town called St. Louis. Rams back at it 3-1. and one. The 49ers and very surprisingly Arizona Cardinals sitting at 1-3 as well so all right when we come back we will have some uh more nfl news we'll transition into college 
Got to talk a little bit of baseball here as well. NBA is back. Hockey back, man. It is that time of year. That's the best thing about fall, man. The best thing about fall is this. All the sports are going. And me and Jersey, we can even talk a little hockey, man. Brother's talking hockey. We're going to talk about his Rangers, my Blackhawks, Minnesota Wild out there. What are his Knicks going to do this year? Um, Derek Rose has some issues off the court that he has to deal with. Will that kind of uh, knock the Knicks off a little bit from where they need to be concentrating, looking to see what Carmelo Anthony will be doing this year? And NBA is back, man. So I am very excited. I am your sports governor from the great state of Minnesota. Vince Wright will be right back after this break. Keep it tuned here. SME Vince Wright, xsquad.com, or excuse me, xsquadaffiliates.com. Coming straight from the A. Kick it with your boy KC at www.kc.com. This show covers some of the realest issues trending today. He'll keep you locked in from the first listen. You can find him online on his mobile app or at kysii.com, xsquadaffiliates.com, iTunes, Google Play, and especially on the SME Network on Tuesdays at noon. You don't want to miss it. No tricks in 86, it's time to build. Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh? Oh, I got a live one here. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota here. Want to make sure you're listening to Sports Done Right every Wednesday on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. Check us out for all the latest sports news and happenings on SME. The number one chief rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hearts Cafe. Spicy conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Jelly Young. Microwave! Reggie Long, aka Dollars and Cents. Kicking it with you. Let's go, give it to you!
gotta be candid. Black male under pressure, only the strong can stand it. Ghetto pastures, full of coulda, woulda, shouldas, and caskets. Situations critical, tragic. Still can't figure out how AIDS left magic. But I guess if you make enough money, you'll make magic. It's hard to be all you can be when all that you see is death and disease. Black ministers raping the seeds. In the streets, we ain't escaping the heat, we raising it. Them seeds roaming the same streets, but who raising them? Obama ain't filling them bullets when they grazing them. Sending seeds don't get taken when the coroners are praising them. Nope, it ain't phasing none of them cats. Afghanistan, we warm right here where we at. It's a fact, love it or hate it, the economy's makeshift. Still gotta get paid, but still dodging the haters. Land of the freezer, landfill. Smell the hatred, 2000 now. Nothing's taboo or sacred. Life's a soap opera, prepare for speed knots landing. I ain't never scared, I'm a black man standing. Imagine living on an all-black planet. With tall buildings made of all-black granite. No black on black crime is how I plan it. But every black woman be a black man standing. Failure's not an option, cause that's demanded. By the earth she frail, she need a black man standing. Celebrate just MLK, not Malcolm, Marcus Garvey, Fred Hampton, or Eldridge Cleaver. How do the government really see us? Integrated, not assimilated, searching for white Jesus. My thesis are work in progress, too much info to process. Nymphos in the projects, birthing babies with limited promise. We in a race for more than land and dollars. We gon' lose if you plan to follow. President's policies is borrowed. Sock puppet politics is so hollow. It's a scam on tomorrow. I know we black, y'all, but that's about it. That war overseas, man, that's about chips. Healthcare reform, that's about rich folks and they benefits. Freedom by any means. Never been more relevant For cash, turning credits And I register my melanin I be rebelling, military-minded with my regiment Life's a soap opera, prepare for speed knots landing I ain't never scared, I'm a black man standing Imagine living on an all-black planet With tall buildings made of all-black granite No black-on-black crime is how I plan it But every black woman be a black man standing Failure's not an option, cause that's demanded By the earth she frail, she need a black man standing she need a black man standing. She need a black man standing. Why are you lying? 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 Why
and them six inch heels, you looking all of that. You, you concerned if I hit, I won't call you back. But that ain't gonna happen. Uh-uh. Cause I'ma wanna hit again. We can get it in. I don't judge. I just wear the robes at the hotel. Get what we did. Stays in the hotel, silly. That's our business. Come on, baby girl. We living for this moment. I'm never with that pump faking. I don't condone. Just keep it real. Cause you a bad girl and you know it. You act so different on me. Why you switching on me? So you say you a good girl. My peoples, why are you lying? They passing the loud around so you can take a smoke when they come around to you. Who are you kidding? You got some uh, Grey Goose right here. You know, we gonna make another drink. You being so deep chilling. It's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright. Sports governor of this great state of Minnesota sitting at the Lakeside Chateau. I'd like to thank Tree for the wonderful intros and bringbacks and closing and all that fun stuff. You're going to be hearing from Tree real, real soon. Uh, she's doing very well, loving life out there in California. She's up in Sacramento doing her thing. So big props to Tree of Life, man. Well, what can you say? Let's finish up with the NFL. Then we're going to get into some college football. And I'm going to give some love to Jerseys and Ninjas, Ohio State Buckeyes. But before I continue, let me welcome two uh, gentlemen here. Uh, number one, we got the host of the Kicking It With Kesey show. He's an X-Squad affiliate member. Proud to be alongside him, man. Check him out, xsquadaffiliates.com. And also follow his show here on Spreaker as well. Kesey Ingram, K-Y-S-I-I is how you spell Kesey. I want to welcome Kesey to the House of Representatives. And as we said before, the host of the Underground Railroad Show, my main man, uh, got to sample them ribs down there in Atlanta, GA. He brought them all the way over from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, very good show last night, by the way. Enjoyed it a lot there. So let's welcome to the House of Representatives. He's going to let you know how he feels. Can you handle it? 
that ninja up in here as well. So what up, ninja? All right, so let me touch on this article, and then we're going to jump into the college side. Let's finish up here this uh, article, USA Today. Real good writer, Jarrett Bell. Kind of been following his stuff. He writes a lot of fun articles. Uh, he has his week four awards, and he says even Rex Ryan gets mentioned this time. Um, I really do like this article that he writes. I thought I'd share it with you this week. So his studs of the week are Matt Ryan and Ju- Julio Jones. I almost said Julio. Um, here's, and here's what he says. Here's what happens when you decide to put your cornerbacks on an island to cover maybe the most dangerous receiver in football with a red hot MVP candidate throwing passes. They eat you alive and make history. Carolina Panthers discovered this in the worst way on Sunday. Ryan and Jones became the first quarterback and receiver in the NFL history to post a 500-yard passing game and a 300-yard receiving game respectfully. In the same game, Jones, six days after a one-catch outing in uh, New Orleans, he caught 12 passes, including one that uh, he took to the house, or excuse me, he took 75 yards. Um, Ryan completed 28-37 for 503, four touchdowns. Um, Jones is the sixth player to put up a 300-yard receiving game and finished within striking distance of the single-game record that Flipper Anderson, wow, there's a name from the past, good old Flipper, established back in 1989 where he had 336 yards receiving in the game. Ryan, who is the 19th ranked passer to crack five or is the 19th passer, excuse me, to crack 500. Um, defensive player of the week, Aqib Talib, Broncos cornerback marked his return to the scene right where he left off, um, intercepting the Bucks quarterback Jameis Winston twice. Added uh, emphasis to their victory, as uh, he writes here. Uh, Talib allowed just one catch for six yards afterwards. Duke can play some ball, man. And actually, um, the ruling came out against him. They're saying that Talib shot himself. We'll get into that next week, though. Special teamer of the week is Will Fuller. No rookie who doesn't play quarterback has probably had as much impact on the Texans first or as the Texans first round receiver who, as the opposite target of DeAndre Hopkins, leads Houston with 19 receptions against Tennessee. He served notice on another way to contribute. Um, Took a punt return, 67 yards for a touchdown. So good for him. Rookie of the week is Dak Prescott. That's right. And it says here amid reports that Tony Romo will increase his rehab load this week and will return, projected to return at the end of the month. The Cowboys keep winning with their super composed fill-in quarterback. Dallas, 1-11 without Romo last year, has won its third straight game with Dak Prescott at the helm. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) And you want to pull him out, huh? Uh, Yeah, good luck, Jerry. Good luck. And again, no turnovers. Prescott has extended his streak of passes without a pick to 131. Comeback player of the week, Jimmy Graham. This was the impact tight end. Uh, the Seahawks thought they were going getting when they signed Jimmy Graham. He had 113 yards last week on six catches. Looked real good. And hopefully Jimmy Graham from the U will be back um, doing big things. 
Because, yeah, Seattle needs him, man. Seattle needs him because if the Rams keep finding ways to win, all of a sudden they're going to have to play some ball out there. Um, that being said, this week's genius. Listen to this. Um, and, again, this is from USA Today writer Jarrett Bell. Uh, good brother writes a lot of good articles there. But his uh, genius of the week this week is Rex Ryan. Now, he says, sure, the Patriots were without Tom Brady and were quarterbacked by a third-string rookie, Jacoby Brissett. But a win's a win, and I I definitely agree with that, especially if you're the Bills. So um, the Bills coach, who had never won a regular season game in Foxborough, was seemingly on such a hot seat two weeks ago um, that the team owners fired, that he had to fire his offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. So for all the talk leading up to the game about Bill Belichick's greatness and guiding this team to a 3-0 start without the NFL's best quarterback or arguably one of the best quarterbacks, Ryan's crew descended on Foxborough and delivered a reality check. So there you go. Man, (laughs) yeah, I watched that game. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. And again, I get it. Jacoby Brissett, like he said, but, you know, you'd think the Patriots would throw up something, man, don't you think? Anyway, that is it on the oh on the NFL side. My main man got to welcome into the chat room all the way from where I'm about to speak on Columbus, Ohio. He is a Vikings fan trapped in the Buckeye State. He is Run CNC. He is Ohio's finest. He's Vikings fan. He's good with me. Purple all the way. What up? Appreciate you coming through, Run. Run always hanging out with the governor. Again, this is Sports Done right here on Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota, checking us out on Spreaker.com and also on XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Make sure you're checking out the website. Like I said, you'll find all the info for all the XSquad Affiliate shows, show hosts, bios, Need to get in touch with us. Everything will be right there, man. So with that being said, let me give a little love to Ohio State now. As much as this, well, you know, it doesn't even really pain me. Here's what I got to say on Ohio State. I was talking with a friend of mine who is a Buckeye guy here in the great state of Minnesota. Moved up here um, from uh, where Akron or one of the, as he called them, Rust Belt cities. I can't remember if it was that or maybe Sandusky, uh, Youngstown. Anyway. We're talking about the program and just, you know, what they've been able to do. Ohio State, and I have to be fair, carries an extra burden because in all honesty, in recent history, it's and you got to give them props for this. Ohio State brought the Big Ten Conference back to the national limelight. I'm going to give you that ninja in Jersey. All right, that's enough. With that being said, with that comes the extra burden of having to carry the conference in all these big games. Now, we and me and my friend, we talked about this. And, you know, it really is a burden because they're they're representing the conference. They know they have this extra light on them. Um, they're, they're carrying legitimacy of a conference when they play the Oklahomas and all these non-conference teams. Done a hell of a job, as we well know, with Urban Meyer up there. Um, has barely lost a game, won a national championship, Big Ten championships. I mean, dismantled Wisconsin a couple years ago. You know, what was it, 52 to nothing. But year in and year out, there they are representing. 
Now, you can argue Michigan would hardball back on the scene. I get that. Now, I got to give props to Mark D'Antonio up until this year. He has had a phenomenal project going up there in Michigan State and actually beat Ohio State in Columbus last year. So, you know, but there's just something about that Ohio State program. It's the history, um, the tradition there as well that goes back. And I just, you know, after talking with my friend, I, you know, I had to give him a little props because he made some good points about what it is to be um, playing at the Ohio State University and to be a Buckeye fan. And in all honesty, one of the best trips I've ever been on to check out my Golden Gophers on the road a few years back with the first lady. She had a work function, so that VIP tailgate set up with her and her friend Christy. Um, and just one of the best days of my life. And what I saw in Columbus will almost turn you into a Buckeye fan. So I just had to give props to him. So Mike Eden Prairie, my boy out there listening tonight, Eden Prairie, Minnesota in the house. Um, I agree with you. I have now given your Buckeyes much love (laughs) on my show. And with that, my friends, we are going to move on to college football. So let's talk a little college here. Let's start with the AP polls. Some, Some things have shaken out here now. We can talk about Clemson's big, big, big win, almost big, big, big loss last week. We can talk about Michigan and what they did. And how about Washington? Again, got to give them props to what's taking place up in Seattle. Um, you know, Mark Rick doing big things. Got the U back. Big game this Saturday. Number 10, Miami. Number 23, Florida State in Miami. And, boy, if Mark Rick can get him past Florida State, man, who knows? My Canes just may be back in the national playoff picture them themselves. Um, but a few games left to go over there for them as well. So let's get to it here. Number one, Alabama, as we know. Number two in the land is the, the Ohio State University, Ninja and Jersey's team. Clemson, number three. The Michigan Wolverines coming up in number four. And those Washington Huskies. On the very outside looking in, they are number five, um, five and oh record there, Pac 12. And like we said, ended McCaffrey's Heisman hopes. Not that he was going to win anything, but it may have even canceled a trip to New York for him. Number six, you got Houston. That's right, University of Houston, five and oh in the American Conference. Um, followed by Louisville at number seven. And I'm real glad Louisville wound up at number seven. A, they deserve. Even in a loss, and I'm going to get to the quarterback later in my Heisman hunt here, but that lost, yeah, they lost, but it shouldn't have bumped them down. So I'm glad to see him at number seven. I shouldn't have bumped them down too much, I should say. So glad to see him at number seven here. Uh, eight, Texas A&M. Tennessee, after their miraculous win or miracle win, on the Hail Mary there, dethroning Georgia after Georgia took the lead with about 30 seconds left in the game. Tennessee 5-0 and stays undefeated in the SEC. Um, and there they are, my Miami Hurricanes at number 10. Wisconsin falls to number 11 and actually a pretty good ranking if you're a Badger fan out there and you're listening to Sports Done Right. You guys got away with one here. Um, I would have put the Badgers a little bit lower maybe, but number 11. And by the way, only lost by a touchdown to Michigan. So a well-hard-fought game there. They're 4-1 Big Ten and West. Another Big Ten West foe of my Minnesota Gophers creeping up. Nebraska, number 12. 
Um, Tommy Armstrong Jr. really starting to find his way down there in Lincoln, man. This quarterback is really starting to feel good. He's starting to feel confident. You know, he's always kind of played a little bit out of control, like he was nervous all the time. And um, he's doing, starting to do some big things down there in Lincoln. So Nebraska, 5-0, and Big Ten West as well. And, folks, I'm going to get to this chat room here in a minute, so keep the chat coming. We got Baylor, 13. They're 5-0 and out of the Big 12. Ole Miss is number 14, by the way. And after their stunning loss to Washington, you have the Stanford Cardinal slipping down to number 15. And that is a drop of eight spots for them. They were number seven last week in the AP poll. Let's finish it out here. We got Arkansas number 16. How about North Carolina putting the wood to Florida State? They come in at number 17. The Gators of Florida are 18th. Boise State Broncos out of the Mountain West, number 19. And the Oklahoma Sooners round out the top 20. Uh, 21 through 25, you got Colorado, 4 and 1 out of the Pac 12, starting to make a little bit of a comeback for the program. Some, they got some real nice players, good solid quarterback play. And look at that Colorado, the Buffs coming back hard, man. West Virginia Mountaineers, one of our Stewie's very own uh, cousins, um, is the running back out there, Jamal Crawford. So, uh, Big John, man, your, your cousin's doing some big things, 4 and 0. West Virginia in the Big 12, Florida State slips down to 23. The Utes of Utah, University of Utah, number uh, 24, 4-1 and one out of the Pac-12. And look at this, Virginia Tech coming back out of the ACC, 3-1. and one. Very quietly putting together a nice little season down there in uh, Blacksburg, um, Virgi- uh, Virginia. So, man, very good to see Virginia Tech kind of. Starting to get a little bit of knowledge here, man. Let me go into this chat room, Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com. Make sure you follow us, the Facebook group, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. You can follow the Gov on Twitter, Vince Wright. The bi- follow me at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Instagram coming and webpage coming as well. Let's get into this chat room here. We got a lot of good people in here tonight. Appreciate all the love, everybody. Um, Grego says, my first game seeing McCaffrey play was last week against Washington. I can't figure out what made him so special. Yep, he uh, ran into a, a defense that that just stopped him, stopped him cold. And not only stopped him, stopped the entire Stanford uh, Cardinal team. You know, this is the, or at the time, was the number seven team in the country. You know, say, yeah, may have been overrated or whatnot. But, man, Washington is no joke this year, and Stanford fans, y'all found out. Uh, McCaffrey, you know, the the thing about McCaffrey, yeah, great college player. Can it transfer over to the the pros, or is this another, for folks in my age group here, they'll remember old Stanford running back touchdown Tommy Vardell. Um, kind of was doing some things like McCaffrey was doing, got in, unfortunately wound up with Cleveland, didn't really do a whole lot in the NFL. So we'll keep an eye, obviously. We're going to see what happens to uh, McCaffrey and a few other people. They'll definitely be He'll definitely be playing on Sundays, just a matter of uh, with who. All right, what else we got out here? Run CNC, what it do? The Vikings run this-ish, absolutely, Skull Vikings. Um, what else we got out here? Everybody kind of welcoming each other, hanging out, whatnot. So I will continue here. Um, let's see. 
Oh, yes, the Govs Heisman Watch, baby. That's what I wanted to talk to you about next, man. Then we're going to get into some gopher talk, talk a little bit more about the Big Ten, and um, maybe touch on some of them Southern football teams as well. But let's talk about it now. In the last game, Lamar Jackson, you know, started kind of sloppily, wound up doing phenomenally. And we all know, we all watch the game, phenomenal game. He's still number one in my book for the Heisman, okay? Um, You know, what it does do, the loss, though, is it doesn't give him a lot of room to play with. Kind of shrinks his... uh, Margin of error, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. So Lamar Jackson, still the Govs' number one pick, uh, the quarterback out of Louisville, as my good friend, the uh, Kentucky Colonel, would say, Mike Coffey. Number two, right on his heels all of a sudden. And I do mean right, Deshaun Watson. Um, You know, we saw what he did. Uh, went for five touchdowns, had more than 300 yards, rushed for over 100 last week. Um, outside of those turnovers, however, though, he's got to handle, he's got to watch those. But Deshaun Watson, number two, out of Ohio State, what can you say? JT Barrett, man, solid as they come, steady. Um, this guy could play quarterback for me. He can play a whole lot of positions on my team any day. I've really come to respect JT Barrett. Um, you know, he, he had to go through the Cardell Jones thing, even though Cardell was suckered by his head coach to come back. Um, you know, but Ohio State, they're just solid, and it's all due to JT Barrett. And that's all I can really say. I mean, you know, you can throw stats out, this, this, and that. And I think he set a record last week with touchdown passes. But, man, J.T. Barrett is the truth. And if Ohio State happens to win the national championship, it is in large part due to him as well. So, again, folks, thank you for listening. Sports done right. All right. So for the home folks here, because I got all my Minnesota people listening, they've been waiting, they've been tweeting, they've been getting at me all week. Gov, what did you think about the Penn State debacle with our home team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers? Well, man, what can you say? The defense, once again, they're just not steady. You know, and while we were able to do some, uh, you know, run on them, you know, Penn State, they come back, they eke out a victory over the Gophers, 29-26. to Um, Saquon Barkley scored on a 25-yard run for Penn State on their first play in overtime, and that's what beat the Golden Gophers. Uh, he is see Barkley, their main running back finished with 63 yards on 20 carries Penn state. They're three and two, one and one in the big 10 and trace McSorley. He completed 19 of 40 passes for 335 yards and a touchdown. McSorley also added 73 yards on another score for the Nittany lions as well. And they came back, they were down 13 to three at halftime. And as we say, they come back to win. Now, folks, here's the thing. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the kicker trying to be tough there. Um, apparently he has an eating disorder now. Um, but le- I digress. Let me get on to this game here for the for these uh, Gopher fans here. Now, here's the thing, people, about the Minnesota Golden Gopher defense. I am trying to find the Gopher. Okay, so here we go. Gopher defense gave up 471 yards. Here's the thing. Listen to me. Eight of those plays against the Gopher defense, eight plays 
accounted for almost 400 yards of that. Or, yeah, I think it was about 375 to 400, right up in that range. Think of that. Eight plays. That's go for football, man. They they just they give up big gains at the most inopportune moments. Penalties again a factor as well. Um, you know the we got a late hit on their kicker, the big two hundred and seventy pound kicker um, that likes to lay people out. Now, if you look at it, it didn't look all that serious, and almost looked like kind of a flop job by the kicker. But what we didn't see, go for fans, and I get it's really important. You go for fans know this is that. When that hit occurred, the play had literally been over for about 10 seconds, maybe even a little bit more. So it was definitely way after. It was just from where the TV cameras showed because it was only focused on those two players that we thought the play was still going on. So the refs did make the right call. Um, You know, James Franklin, Penn State coach, much needed win for him. And he says, quote, I think it is definitely something our players needed. Everyone needed it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, because the folks, um, Franklin's on the hot seat out there. Uh, Make no mistake about it. You know, you do not have, for obvious reasons, all the shenanigans and bullshiggity things that have gone on with Penn State and Sandusky and everything else. Well, guess what? They're not filling in their stadium out there. So they're not getting that hundred and two, hundred and three thousand anymore. Uh, folks who were at the game that I talked to um, here and, and also heard on radio said there's about 75, 80,000 people there now. Obviously still a huge crowd, but nowhere near Penn State's uh, glory years. So let's take a look how these Gophers do. Mitch Leidner, quarterback, he had uh, 24 of 40 for 241 and a touchdown. Uh, Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks, the Georgia boys. That's right, the Georgia Connection. Um, had, uh, Rodney Smith had 104, um, uh, Shannon had a hundred yards and the Gophers fall to three and one overall. They fall to 0 and one in the big 10. Now Drew Wolitarski, he scored touchdowns for the Gophers as well. So good for him. Now Emmett Carpenter, our field goal kicker had four field goals, including the go ahead one. That was a 37-yard with just under a minute to play. Things were looking so good for us. But, again, the Gophers can't hold it. Penn State comes back. Gophers, and I put this on the Sports Done Right page, man. They're just not a serious program yet. You know, Gopher fans, I know we get teased here and there. We had the New Year's Day Bowl a couple years ago. Um, Jerry Kill, all that stuff. Still not a serious program. The Gophers are, are, and this is what was, uh, I took this from uh, gophersports.com. The Gophers are a scrappy bunch and will have a shot to hang a lot of Big Ten teams, or to hang with a lot of Big Ten teams with Leidner and their running backs if they're playing well. Leidner bounced back from a shaky start where he was 0-4 against the Blitz. Completed his next five passes. Now, Penn State, on the other hand, after falling into a 13-3 halftime deficit, going zero for seven on third downs in the first half, came back, got the momentum. Their fans really got into the game. I think that that was very key for them. And um, Joe Moorhead and the offense got back on track with big plays after halftime. Penn State um, got 190 yards of offense. 156 of them coming on deep passes against Minnesota shorthanded secondary. And that's the thing, man. 
Gophers are still injured in the secondary. And guess what? They got Iowa coming into town playing for Floyd of Rosedale, um, a trophy game, one of the most coveted trophies in all the college sports. We got to get the pig back, man. You got to get the pig back. But that'll be this Saturday, 11 a.m. is the start time. And Iowa, by the way, is three and two all of a sudden. And they were the favorites, including the Govs favorites, to win the Big Ten West. Doesn't look that way anymore. So um, 11 a.m. will be the game. Should be on either ESPN2 or one of the ESPN channels, I believe. Um, you know, if, if you start winning, you get better start times. But let me tell you something. The way the Gophers are playing, the, the crowd still being kind of lackluster. This start time is not going to help Gopher fans. And I'm telling you, man, I've been hearing Gophers. Um, there's been a lot of Iowa fans purchasing tickets out there on that secondary market. They're paying big money. The Gov's keeping his tickets. I'm not selling mine for $1,100 like I did a few years ago. I am going to be there rooting for my team. So uh, let's see here. Minnesota leads all-time series, 62-45. to And they are 42-37 against Iowa when Floyd has been on the line. So we're going to see what happens, man. Gophers are really, really in a tight spot because if this does not, let's just say, go their way. Again, this is Vince Wright Sports Done right here on the SME Network. If this doesn't go their way, all of a sudden it can be real dicey for them Gophers because they have some teams on the that if you look on paper, they should beat. But we're Gopher fans. We're Minnesota fans. We know how it plays out, people. We know how it plays out. So if you're a Gopher fan, no game is a given, (laughs) okay, as we found out the past couple years, no game is a given. So um, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. Gophers got to find a way to beat Iowa this week. I mean, they have to. If they go and lose this game the way, like I told you earlier, Nebraska's playing, Northwestern's starting to play some okay football. They always play Minnesota tough. Man, I'm telling you, this could be a year where the Gophers, who me and other experts that had to win eight, nine games to call this a successful season are going to struggle to win six or seven. So, all right, um, that is the Gopher Report, so to speak. Um, we'll get on back here. We got just about 15 minutes left in to, in the uh, show here, uh, Sports Done Right on the SME Network. I want to thank Doug for allowing me to hang out and uh, the rest of the X Squad and doing big things here, man. And I want to thank you guys out there, the Stewies, man, the Stu Nation for supporting Sports Done Right as well. Yes. Absolutely, man. Big props to you guys. I appreciate all the love, all the nice words and everything. So, like I said, big things coming. Sports done right. So, all right, man. Let's do this. We're going to take one quick little break here. We're going to drop some of the uh, shows. We'll be right back, and then we're going to call it a Call it a day on Sports Done Right. Keep it tuned. No tricks in 86. It's time to build. 
Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh? You are listening to Sports Done Right with your host, Vince Wright, right here on Spreaker.com. The number one cheap rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hearts Cafe. Spicy Conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Deli Young. Microwave. Reggie Long, aka Dollars and Cents. Kicking it with you. Let's go, give it to you. Hey, what's going on, Stu Nation? This is Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota. want to thank you for listening to Sports Done Right every Wednesday here on SME. Make sure you keep it tuned here for me and all the other X-Squad affiliate shows on SME. Peace. The votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator the people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk the honorable vince Wright. now let's get back to the show Welcome back, folks. Sorry about that little technical snafu. Um, we're talking baseball. We're in the home stretch here. Sports done right back on the SME Network. Want to say what up to the Stu Nation out there, Big Doug Stewart. Make sure you follow the sports governor, Vince Wright. That's right. That's me at the Big Smooth One on Twitter. Make sure you follow on the Facebook page, Sports Done Right as well. So playoffs, Major League Baseball, the Cubbies, baby. Now comes the talk. Can they do it? Can they shake the curse? Can they get rid of Billy Goats and Black Cats and all that? I think they can. I think they can. So uh, starting in the American League, the wild card series, you got the Baltimore Orioles against Blue Jays. I think Toronto has just a little bit too much for Baltimore this year. I think the Orioles 
move along over in the National League, the Wild Card Series. You got Gary G. Money Joiners, New York Mets against the San Francisco Giants, the former team that used to be in New York. And, you know, how can you go against the Giants, man? They always seem to find a way to creep in the playoffs. This is what they do. Um, I can't remember, is it odd number years that they win World Series or even number? Regardless, they're the Giants. They're always going to be a factor. So then in the American League Divisional Series, this is where it gets interesting. Grego's Red Sox, Boston. Oh, (laughs) yes. You know, Grego, Grego, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't finding a way to cheat as well. Against dollars and cents, Reggie Lawrence's hometown squad, the Cleveland Indians. Look, anything can happen. And I would actually like to see Cleveland win this series. But again, Boston, it's that time of year. They're one of these teams like the Giants just kind of seem to be cursed in a good way. You know, strange bounces going their way up in Fenway. Uh, David Ortiz, the juicer, juicing balls out of the park. So I look for the Boston Red Sox to get past the Cleveland Indians. And then, by the way, um, the winner of that series, uh, let's see here, will take on the winner of the Rangers. The Rangers get the bye with the best record. They're awaiting the Blue Jays Baltimore winner. And whoever's going up against the Rangers, the only thing that can kind of hurt the Rangers is having time off, I think. But I'm still, it's hard to go against Texas right now. So I'm going to pick Texas and whoever they wind up going against. Over in the National League side, my Cubs, again, they're going to take on the winner of the Giants of the Mets. And again, you know, they got to sit down too. So, you know, kind of halting all the momentum a little bit, but... Best team in baseball, it's time to prove it. You got the Washington Nationals going up, going up against L.A., the Dodgers. I am going to go with the Dodgers in this one. I think the Dodgers just a better team right now. Um, Washington, good to see them, you know, making playoffs and, you know, putting Washington on the map in the baseball sense. But I'm going to pick the Dodgers. And with that being said, I think the Cubs win their series against the Giants. And I also see the Cubs squeaking by maybe a close one over the Dodgers to get to the World Series. I'm going to maybe get hard to go against the Red Sox, but I'm going to say maybe Texas. I think you might see a Texas-Chicago World Series. And with that being said, I think the Cubs can hopefully win it all. So, (laughs) Ninja, I have no baseball knowledge. I hear you, man. I hear you. Notice it took me into the playoffs, so I actually talked a little bit of baseball. Uh, my Minnesota Twins suck. Simple as that. Grego says I got both dollars teams on Sundays, Browns, and oh, okay. All right. Yeah, might have to put a little ducket on that. All right, folks. So we're going to get you out of here again. Sports done right. Um, I appreciate all the love, man. We're going to get into it again, uh, hopefully next week. Like I said, the schedule is kind of in flux right now. So make sure, um, you know, you stay tuned to the shows and to the Facebook page and tweets and all that stuff. We'll get the info out there. Also, the Sports and More show. We're going to be moving some things around there as Reggie's schedule has also changed. So things are uh, in flux, as we like to say here at the Governor's Mansion in the great state of Minnesota. Uh, that ninja says, I know Tony LaRusso can go to hell. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. 
And excuse me, Ninja is referring to the comments that Tony LaRusa had for the Colin Kaepernick's and everybody else who are using their First Amendment right to protest um, uh, police brutality in this country. So one thing I do not agree with Tony LaRusa on at all. Um, you know, I just wish people kind of open their eyes a little bit, but, you know, we'll touch on that stuff next week. Um, I'm going to save some of this for the sports and more show because I know Reggie has a lot. We kind of started a dialogue on last week's sports and more show. So with that being said, everybody have a great night. Make sure you are following X squad affiliate members, X squad affiliates.com. Check out Ninja's show as well, the Underground Railroad show. Um, he had a real good one last night. You can listen to all these shows on Spreaker on demand as well. So if you can't listen to our shows live, please go in and enjoy them anytime you want. They are uh, locked and loaded all over the website there. So make sure you come and check us out. I am real happy to be back on SME, and we'll have some more in-depth stuff a little later. Again, I kind of apologize here. This new schedule kind of took me away from some of the research today that I want. I would have liked to done. I had a couple things I'm going to have to save for next week. And like I said, we're working on some big interviews coming up as well. So with that being said, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. I want to thank you for tuning in. Sports done right once again on the SME Network. Um, make sure you're checking out all the SME shows, man. These hosts are doing big things and providing content. You're just not going to hear anywhere else, um, anywhere. So with that being said, I am out of here. Have a good week. I'll be back. Uh, I think we're going to be back Thursday with the SM show, the sports and more show with me and my boy dollars and cents. And we're going to have some fun topics there as well. So you guys have a good evening. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Sports Done Right.